Even as banks focus more than ever on customer experience, the truth is this. Without financial wellness, there are no customers to serve. So how can banks get involved in the financial wellness of their customers to the extent that they build deeper loyalty, deeper trust, and help tackle difficult and challenging financial circumstances? To get perspective, this week we'll be talking with Rochelle Naraki-Gori. Welcome to BAI Banking Strategies where each week we'll focus on the key issues facing financial services leaders. We'll bring you objective opinions and actionable insights that'll help you power smart decisions. I'm your host, Lou Carlozo, the managing editor of BAI. Come on in. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. It is wonderful to have you here with us. This podcast is brought to you by Horizon. Imagine a world where bank employees and customers are digitally fluent on all new and existing digital innovations before they are released. Horizon makes this a reality for its global bank partners. As a direct result, digital adoption rates and customer experience scores increase dramatically. Call Horizon today at 647-926-2468 to schedule a demonstration or visit horizon.com. And don't forget that time is ticking down. Registration is now open for BAI Beacon. That takes place October 4th and 5th in Atlanta. To learn more about the Fast-Paced Financial Services Conference, visit BAI.org slash BAI Beacon. And today on the podcast, we go right to Sweet Home Chicago, where BAI is headquartered, to bring you a guest who's making a tremendous difference in the financial services sphere. Rochelle Naraki Gori is the co-founder, CEO, and president of Spring4. Rochelle has more than 20 years of housing policy, research, and program development experience. She has established successful partnerships with financial institutions and nonprofits and created a company whose mission is to help connect underserved, underbanked consumers with the resources they need to achieve financial health. And Rochelle, pleasure to have you here today. Thank you, Lou. It's great to be here. Maybe people who are listening aren't familiar with Spring4. Tell us a little bit about Spring4 and why you launched it. Spring4 is a SaaS-based platform that's used by financial institutions, fintech companies, and nonprofits to help improve customer payment performance. Last year, our clients used Spring4 to make over 1 million referrals to help get their customers paying again. Tell us a little bit about why you believe financial health and wellness is such an important issue. Almost half of Americans live paycheck to paycheck and can't afford a $400 unexpected expense. Think about all of the things that go into their household budget for the month. Anything from paying groceries to paying their utility bills, paying for prescription drug costs. We have over 30 different spending categories that we help make referrals to so they can find help reducing those costs. So for instance, a senior citizen who is paying $600 on prescription costs now pays only $300. They can now take that savings and apply it to any past due bills perhaps for the first time be able to contribute to a college savings or retirement plan or even a rainy day emergency savings fund. Mm -hmm. Now, help us to understand what these people really look like wanting to make good financially. Recent statistics show that for individuals earning between $100,000 and $149,000 per year, half of those people have less than $1,000 in savings. So it's not just a low-income consumer problem. It's 
a vast majority of Americans living paycheck to paycheck. And really, when you think about it, we can all benefit from savings. So we're creating an opportunity that's a win-win for our clients, so major financial institutions, fintech companies, and nonprofit housing counseling agencies that believe financial health is important and that by taking small steps to refer people to local resources um, can truly make a difference in their financial life. I have encountered time and time again when I've talked to people in financial services this issue of shame the emotional blockages that people have getting the help they need. Do you find that that is difficult? Absolutely. So unfortunately, there is a lot of shame attached to financial challenges. And because of that, people aren't sharing their experiences and their stories with their neighbors or relatives or their friends. And so they don't know where to turn. And a lot of times when people are experiencing financial challenges, unfortunately, the sharks come out, the unscrupulous actors. And so we really need to, as an industry, help to connect people to the helpful organizations that exist most often right in people's own backyards, but they don't know about the nonprofits that are there. They don't know about the government resources. So we're working to you know, talk about this and create avenues that people can get help from their financial institutions, from the nonprofits that work in these areas. What sort of misunderstandings or misconceptions do you see as running rampant within the industry that need to be corrected or addressed? I think the misconception is that only the underserved, underbanked require or need these services. If we can help direct people to local resources that reduce those household expenses, isn't that a win-win for everyone? Mm -hmm. Um, It's a good message that, listen, we care about you and your financial situation, and we're here. You mentioned local, and that seems to be a key word. Why is local important in addressing these issues and getting people the help they need. Because people don't talk about financial challenges or difficulties that they're facing, they don't know that there might be a nonprofit right in their neighborhood that's providing utility assistance or employment resources or help with medical care costs. Mm -hmm. Um, But beyond local resources, we also have state and national resources. So making sure that no matter where a consumer lives, they can find a solution. What do banks stand to gain? if they get involved actively in this process, if they make this active effort? First and foremost, this consumer who's in trouble is their customer. So they have an obligation to help assist this customer and hopefully continue to have this customer for a long time. Secondly, by helping this customer engage with local nonprofits, the customer is seeing savings. On average, with Spring 4 referrals, consumers are saving $250 per month. So if you think about a large majority of Americans, nearly half are living paycheck to paycheck, can't afford a $400 unexpected expense. If we can help route people to savings that's on average $250 per month, they can take that savings, put it towards a delinquent payment and a rearage, and they can also perhaps once caught up, begin to save. So if you think about a bank talking with one of their customers that can't pay, it's a much better scenario if that bank can offer solutions to that customer. They're gonna feel better about that bank in the long term. And also we're seeing one of our bank customers, US Bank, they've been working with us. They deploy our solutions within their call centers and they're seeing that their loan modification applications have more than doubled. When you look 
several years down the line mm-hmm. or maybe even a generation down the line, what do you see as some of the possibilities? Financial wellness is really at the center of everyone's life. And I believe that in the next 10 years, we're going to see financial wellness be everywhere from your employer to your banker to school that we're removing the taboos around financial challenges. And often I think the focus is on what financial product can we provide people to make a difference. But just think about how a consumer spends their day and all of the things that may or may not get in the way of them leading a successful financial life and make it possible for them to access financial products that maybe they wouldn't have qualified for before. Mm -hmm. That really builds loyalty to the bank or financial institution that's part of that process. Absolutely. I mean, if you're working with a bank and they are listening and they hear what is behind your financial challenge and they help connect you to resources that improve your situation, you're going to feel much better about continuing to bank with that organization and perhaps even qualify for additional financial products. Now you're saving $300 a month, your credit score goes up, and you're able to move up that ladder to better financial products, lower interest rates. It's a win-win. Fantastic. Rochelle, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. Rochelle Naraki Gori is the co founder, CEO, and president of Spring 4, based in Chicago, and you can find her on LinkedIn. And here are three key takeaways from today's podcast. Number one, millions of Americans live paycheck to paycheck, and it's not just the underbanked. In fact, Of those making $100,000 to $140,000 a year, half of them have less than $1,000 in savings. Number two, banks can build loyalty with their customers by getting involved in their financial wellness. In particular, banks that have financial wellness tools that can help consumers find savings will enjoy an advantage that other financial institutions don't have. And number three, understand that for your customers, financial difficulties can be the source of a great deal of emotional charge and shame. To the extent that you can build a bridge between the customer's difficulties and getting them help, you'll eliminate a good deal of that shame, something that they'll be grateful for as you build a relationship with them that is lasting and deep. Beyond this podcast, there's a lot of talk about financial wellness, and much of it is good news. Just this past week, Bank of America Merrill Lynch released its annual Plan Wellness Scorecard, which reveals new trends in 401k and health savings account activity. And as it turns out, there's quite a bit positive The report reveals double-digit growth in account balances, contributions, and deferral rate changes among employees participating in 401k plans, 
And as it turns out, millennials are the most engaged in the 401k front, 82% of which are contributing to their plans, compared to 77% of Gen Xers and 75% of baby boomers. Meanwhile, employers are significantly embracing simplified plan features like auto-enrollment and auto-increase to help increase employee savings rates. Plans using these features rose by 153% in 2016. Thanks again for tuning into our podcast. Be sure to check out our ever-growing archive of podcasts at BAI.org. And as you check out our archive, connect with BAI on Twitter, LinkedIn, and Facebook to stay up to date on BAI's latest and greatest. Be sure to tune in next week when a new podcast goes up. I'm Lou Carlozo, the managing editor at BAI. We'll see you soon. So long.